welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. Um, I'm going to be reading uh, the scripture for today uh, from Luke. Uh, We're moving to chapter 11 though, so if you have your Bibles with you or you have your Bible app on your phone... Uh, let's whip it out. I'll be reading from the NIV, but, you know, as encouraged by Jonathan, have a follow along in a different translation. See what you find. Jesus is teaching on prayer. I'm going to be reading from Luke 1 uh, through to the end of 13. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. Wonderful. Well, welcome. Welcome. Uh, It is great to be with you here today. If we haven't met before, um, my name is Sarah Lenigas and I am the Worship and Families Pastor here at Seeds Aberfall Park and it is my privilege uh, to be able to explore this scripture with you today. The Lord's Prayer is a prayer that reveals more of who God is and who we are, loved and cherished by God. Now, if you're new here or you hadn't noticed, uh, this year we as a church are going, are making our way through the Gospel of Luke. We are up to chapter 11 and Jesus has now made a pivot in his ministry and is heading towards Jerusalem, which for those of you who may have read on before, is the site of his trial, crucifixion and resurrection. Jesus is using this time to actively teach And often this teaching is coming in response to a question from one of his followers. In chapter 10 last week, we heard the parable of the Good Samaritan and the story of Mary and Martha. In both of these uh, stories, a question arose and Jesus answered. Today, we have the disciples watching what Jesus does praying and asking him how they should do it too. 
Now, the Lord's Prayer, which is the title we give to the prayer that Jesus responded to his disciples with, is a prayer that I assume most of you have heard, recited or prayed many times before. For you, it may be the basis of how you learnt how to pray. It may make you feel like it's time for communion. Uh, Maybe it reminds you of long chapel services that you had to sit through as a child. Or maybe it was stuck up on the back of the door of your toilet growing up, or still is. Maybe that was just where my mum snuck sneaky prayers and reminders for me to dwell upon. For some of you, though, this may be the first time you're hearing it. And if that is the case, I pray that today is a blessing to you. For those of you that can rattle it off without even thinking about it, I want to challenge you today. A few weeks ago, Jonathan encouraged us to be open to hearing from the Spirit as we read and experience things we have done many times before in new ways. My prayer for you is that the Spirit would encourage you in new ways through the scripture. So would you join me as I start in prayer? Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And do not yield Do not let us yield to temptation. Amen. Our prayer is a very special part of our relationship with God and what it means to be a Christian. But that doesn't mean understanding prayer is always easy for us. I wonder what your experience of prayer is. For me, I grew up uh, with Christian traditions on two ends of this spectrum and honestly all the way in between. Uh, At one end, the prayer that was said at my late grandparents' dinner table has been etched into my brain. I could never forget it. For the food we are about to receive, may the Lord make us eternally grateful. Amen. I see a few nods and I feel like some people may have heard that one before. The same prayer said by the same person every time. At the other end, I went to, at the time, a very Pentecostal school in which I had dear friends telling me that because I wasn't praying in tongues at assembly, I wasn't a real Christian. Now, liturgical prayers are wonderful and so can be speaking in tongues, but are they the be-all and end-all of how we pray? I beg to differ. Prayer can be a way of us coming to understand who God is and who we are in relationship with him. As we dive into the passage today, we're going to be focusing most of our time on the first word of the prayer, Father. And then we will look at the second half of this scripture and look at what petitioning and prayer to our Father means. If you'd like to explore the Lord's Prayer further, Seeds Corolla Park actually did a whole series on this earlier in the year. Um, And you can catch up on this on their podcast, which can be found on Spotify. Just search for Seeds Corolla Park and you'll find it there. So what is so significant about calling our God Father? And this prayer starting with Father as opposed to the many other names of God that can be found in Scripture. 
As we talk about God our Father, I want to acknowledge that the term Father can bring up many things for different people. Some of you may have a really treasured relationship with your Father, but for others there may be layers of pain or grief surrounding your relationship with your earthly Father. And I pray that today you would have a refreshing knowledge of what having a heavenly Father means. Now we see at the start of Luke that the disciples see Jesus praying and they want to learn from him. They ask and Jesus responds. He responds starting with Father. Now in Matthew 6 we see a slightly different version to this prayer which has the line starting, Our Father in heaven. Some translations actually use this in Luke as well but today we were reading from the NIV. So what does it mean for God to be our father? God as a father was first mentioned in scripture in Exodus as God instructs Moses to petition Pharaoh to let his people go and free them from slavery. He called Israel his firstborn son. If you don't know this story, I encourage you to go and read through Exodus as the petition and Exodus from Egypt paints the picture of what God will do through Jesus to rescue his people from the slavery of sin. God the Father rescued the Jews from slavery. He fed them, he guided them. As the Lord's Prayer continues, we can see too that we can petition God for those things. By Jesus using the phrase, our, he is showing us that he is your father as well. We are sisters and brothers through Jesus. Now, the role of a father is pretty important in society. Um, I'm sure you're aware of this. Psychologists tell us this. There are many books written about how to be a father, how to parent, how to be a mum, even how to be a better friend. Society is craving for healthy examples of what it means to be in relationship with someone. And let's be honest, many of us still do have a lot to learn. I know that as I'm learning how to be a parent, I continue to rely on the grace of our God and examples that have been put before me. Fun fact, the top parenting podcast in the last year was a podcast by Hamish Blake of Hamish and Andy Radio Fame, if you've heard of that show, titled How Other Dads Dad. Now, this podcast was stories from B or C class celebrities or D, dependent on how you rate them, around the struggles they had becoming dads and the things that they turned to and have learnt. People are seeking to learn more of what it means to be a father and they seem to be seeking to learn from comedians and radio hosts. So if we, have a, we as a society have a thing or two to learn about what it means to be a healthy, helpful father, who can we turn to to understand God as a father if we're still learning what that term means? In John 14 verse 7, Jesus says, If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now, if knowing who Jesus is means we know who the father is, as we've walked through Luke, who have we discovered Jesus to be? I'd like you to have a think about that for a moment uh, and then perhaps turn to the person next to you And I'd love you to share, who do you know Jesus to be?
I'm not sure what you guys had to share, but this is who I have seen Jesus to be through Luke so far. Let's see if any check off with what you said. A miracle, a miracle maker, fulfillment of God's promises, a friend to those in need, a healer, compassionate, wise, understanding of the human condition, a teacher and guide, a giver of grace and mercy, a game changer. What would you add to this list? Our question from that that I'd like to leave you with today is how does knowing who Jesus is change the way that you pray and seek God in your life? How does knowing who Jesus is change the way that you pray and seek God in your life? So what does it mean for God to be our heavenly Father? And when you pray, what do you picture or who do you picture that you're praying to? What does God look like? To give this phrase heavenly Father context, we need to understand more of what this would have meant to the disciples at the time and the difference that this made to them. Uh, In the Greek, heavenly comes from the word Uranus, which can be translated to air. It is not something high and far away that we cannot reach. It's not about praying to someone who looks down upon you with disappointment. Air, something that is all around us, life-sustaining. Heavenly Father, as close to us as the air we breathe. Our Heavenly Father is someone who sees us, is with us through everything we do and still says to us, Dear child, you are mine and I love you. This is a very different style of God to the other gods worshipped at the time or even the other gods we may worship now. Innate objects or gods who we perform rituals to due to fear. My second question I want to leave you with today is how does knowing that God is with you, sees you, and is as close to you as the air you breathe and still loves you change the way that you pray to him? How does knowing that God is with you, sees you, is as close to you as the air you breathe and still loves you, change the way that you pray to him. So moving on to verses 5 to 11, what does it mean to petition our Father through prayer? In verses 5 to 11, we read a story about a friend who is knocking on the door of another friend and asking for help. Jesus is encouraging his disciples to keep asking God for things through prayer. Let's read it again together. So I'm going from Luke 11, verses 5, at verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. 
And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Now, in these times, many families would have slept in the same room together. So if one of you got up, you would easily wake the other, another person. Now, this reminds me of the floorboard dance that often goes on in our house. I'm not sure if any of you have experienced this, but you know the one where you don't want to step on the squeaky, I'm seeing a few nods, don't want to step on the squeaky floorboard because it might wake up the child that you just took an hour and a half to put to sleep. Um, or in our house, it's also often the quick roll over and turn the alarm clock off um, because it's going to wake up the child in, in bed with us when we're waking up early for work. Now, I don't know about you, but if one of my neighbours came knocking on my door at 3am for a few loaves of bread, I'd be a bit confused. If this was a modern story, it would surely have a involved at least a few phone calls, perhaps even a phone call at the door of your house because they're too afraid to knock, um, you know, in the middle of the day, let alone at 3am. That makes me wonder, um, you know, would our neighbours be open to asking us for help? Comparatively, though, to, you know, this modern look take on it, the laws of hospitality in ancient Middle East were very strict. So if a traveller arrived and needed food, you provided it. So the friend who went knocking knows that the friend will understand and help. Just like our God understands our requests. What is being encouraged in these verses is persistence. A sharp knocking on the door. Now this friend could have waited till morning to ask, a more convenient time, but he didn't. He was persistent at the time the need was noticed. Verse 11 goes on. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, if you hear these words and they make sense to your life experience, then wonderful. If you hear these words and go, well, you obviously never met my dad, then I wonder if we can think back to who we talked about Jesus was and who Jesus has shown us God the Father is. And insert that into the story you're playing in your mind when we read this. God is not a tyrant who delights in bad things happening to us. He is a loving God, a God who offers love, grace and forgiveness who feeds us just as he supplied manna to the Jews fleeing Egypt and guides us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, that doesn't mean the answer will always be yes. And this story doesn't give us all the answers to the questions about why bad things happen and why we aren't hearing responses to our prayers. But Jesus is encouraging us to continue to ask. 
Now, earlier this year, probably for the first time seriously, I faced the hard reality of trying to align my hopes and desires for my family with the realities of finances. Fixed rates on home loans lifting for anybody else in the room in the middle of that fun? Now, don't get me wrong. I know we have plenty, more than enough indeed. But I also have hopes and dreams for my family and was unsure about if there are actually options for us. And trying to align those things can be tricky. And I'd say, as I said, for the first time, I really petitioned God in prayer about it, trying to help me understand That same week, when James, my husband, was walking home from the park with our kids, an unknown neighbour around the corner was walking out a nearly brand new bike, the next size up for our eldest daughter, to leave on the curb as hard rubbish and offered it to James for free. Now, one of my hopes for our kids is to be able to have fun exploring and riding around the neighbourhood. When James brought it home, I instantly knew this was an answer to my prayer. Now, would I have preferred the answer to be um, a house and land package? Sure. But God knows what we need. And I needed to see him in the small things. And I'm so grateful for the gift of the Holy Spirit that I am able to see that. Is there something which you haven't prayed for because you're unsure if it will be answered or how it may be answered? Or you're too embarrassed to pray for it. Now, as I said in this section, doesn't give us all the answers around prayer and unanswered prayer. But I am encouraged as I look back at what we heard last week when we look at the story of Mary and Martha. Martha pleaded Jesus to get her sister to do something. And how did Jesus respond? He responded with kindness gently pointing her in the right direction. He showed compassion and grace. Jesus also wanted Mary to sit at his feet and hear from her. He invites us to hear from him. This is radical. How will your prayers be different this week as you pray to a heavenly father who will give you what you need through the Holy Spirit? Our God is a heavenly father. He sees us, he hears us, he guides us. He is everything we need. To end, I just want to repeat the two previous questions I've also asked and love for you to think about it today and then as you go this week. How does knowing who Jesus is change the way that you pray and seek God in your life? How does knowing that God is with you, sees you, and still loves you through all your life change the way that you pray to him? We have people who are available to pray with you today if there is something that is pressing on your heart that you haven't brought to God in prayer yet. Or is there something that you've been praying for a while that you would like to continue to bring to God in prayer? You're welcome to come down during the last song or after the service or even fill out one of the prayer cards uh, for the pastoral team to be able to pray for you throughout the week.
But during this last song, I also invite you to just personally, is there something that you've been hesitant to bring to God because you're not sure of how he will answer? I invite the band to come up. Now lead us through this last song, which speaks of who God is and the goodness of God. As they do, would you join me in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness, your love and your faithfulness, your mercy and your grace. Thank you for how you further revealed yourself to us through Jesus. Thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. May we be open to listening to the Spirit today. In Jesus' most beautiful name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.